Welcome to the Not Quite Heroes podcast, a real play Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition podcast set in the community built world of Aventhyr. Dungeon Master, Stephen Garcia. Hey, I'm Emily Smith. I play Firefly the Shepherd Druid. And this is Mike. I play Thaddeus Dunhall II, Paladin, who follows an oath of vengeance. I'm Amy, and I will be playing Evanel. Hey, I'm Robert Baldino, and I'm playing Gale that comes in the night, the Tempest Cleric. Hey, I'm Wade. I play Rook, the Arcane Trickster. Last time on the Not Quite Heroes podcast, the Not Quite Heroes found themselves in the town of Truxton. And after a brief conversation with Leary, the halfling tavern owner, they learned that there have been potentially some people missing, went investigating that a little bit, and met Violet, a, a human woodworker, who really seems to be more concerned with selling her wares than her missing apprentice, Jaren, but did indicate that he has not shown up to work for a few days, and she hasn't heard from him. Evanel purchased a very large chair and put it on layaway. Thaddeus found a whistle. Gail found a little a little toy bobble thing. And the group went looking for this cave that Quenlin, the operative from the Vermilion Sanctum, had drawn a map for. They discovered that there are some unpleasant plants in the woods uh, as they walked and found this cave with these very strange, small, two to three foot mouth monsters, essentially, eating the carcass of a bear. They fought them off and wandered deeper into the cave where their torch was snuffed out. And here we are. You're in a... It's probably about a 10-foot wide cave, about two by two, where you can go. And you just watch Thaddeus's torch just... And all light is gone again. Well, that's unfortunate. I would try to relight. Go ahead and relight it, and I'm going to need all of you to make your stealth checks, and Firefly's Path Without a Trace is still up. Mm-hmm. So that is, you will be at disadvantage, but mm-hmm. you get plus 10. Well, natural 2, so a 19. Oh my god. <laughs> Freaking cleric. <laughs> Woo! Uh, 34. Does someone want to roll for Firefly? 25 for me. 19. On the dice? Yes. Or total for you, Thaddeus? Total. Okay. And then 6 on the die. 6 on the die for Firefly. 6, so 16 plus whatever. <laughs> nice. Plus three. Nineteen. Okay. And you relight it? Yeah. Okay. So comes back up and it stays for, for now. As you keep going, you go another twenty or so feet. I'm gonna need everybody to make a perception check with disadvantage as the flame is put out again. Strong four. You got a one. Eleven. Ten. Okay. Yeah, you're not sure what's doing this, but something magical creature environment well it's it's i have to take magic up and i'm not seeing magical effects doing this you are not okay so i know it's not magic at least yeah could just be wind it's pretty still oh cool cool we're all gonna die <laughs> we we see 
like another bead of sweat on Gale as as Evan else says that. Okay. Just kidding, Gale. I like the torch again. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Normal stuff. You like the torch again? <laughs> okay. And I'm assuming you continue to walk? Mm-hmm. Hey, look. At this point, Rook is going to cast Control Flame. Okay. And I, get, I mean, it'll help with the brightness, I guess. Double the brightness on it. Okay. I imagine that makes it a bit stronger. So it, it brightens up? You see, you're in the midst of this hallway where you've where it's turned. You can't see where you can't you can't see the the room that you came from, and you can't see where this hallway ends necessarily. Mm-hmm. As it brightens, give me one more perception check. This one not at disadvantage as the as it has brightened. Hmm. Sixteen. Ten. Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. Gail, you said sixteen. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Gail, uh, you notice as that flame goes up, part of the shadow recedes slower than it should but then it goes in back into the dark where you can't see it uh, 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 um, um, yes scale uh, I think the shadow is alive or something uh, uh, I mean but not like the ones we fought Rook a different kind I think maybe we hope uh, uh, I, I don't know it didn't seem to have a specific form. It just, like, moved away in a not-shadow way. Hmm. Okay. Can I cast Divine Sense? You can. What's the radius of that? 60 feet. Oh. 60 feet. What do I know? He's a big boy now. Mm-hmm. I'm a big kid now. Ding. Now, they, they also uh, cannot be behind total cover. Okay. Uh, yeah, you don't get any sense from where you are right now. Okay. Well, I guess all we can really do is keep going until it decides it wants to man up and come attack us. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could. we could try and uh, uh, talk, talk to it. Gail. How do you talk to Smoke? <laughs> what, yeah? What he said. What, what? Well, I mean... What do you want to say to it that's going to make this much better? It all... Um... I was th- I, uh, it I don't it looks like it doesn't like light. So what if we said that we would turn off our light if it promises not to attack us, but if it attacks us, we're going to make a lot of light. And I don't know, it it moved away out of uh, light, so it seems maybe alive. Maybe it can talk. I don't I, I, I don't know. The scary tooth monsters were alive, and we decimated those things. Well, sure. I, I don't. I don't know. So here's a question: With someone that has pretty decent dark vision, would 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 I be able to see anything that is different dark than the dark when the light is out? I don't think so, because because dark vision is basically like like black and white, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just part of the black. Okay. All right. So it doesn't create any extra. It's not like it's not like extra dark or extra black, right? No Vanta black. No. All right. Well, I don't. I, I don't see what it would hurt to try, but I don't know. Okay, go on. <clears throat> I'll kind of go to the, like the edge of our torchlight, but not out of it. Um, I don't know if you're a Mister So Shadow thing, not person, person. Um. I'm Gale. If you can indicate that you won't 
heard us, we can turn down the light a little, since you don't seem to like it, and we can just keep going and be kind of friends. How does that sound? Can you make any noise? <laughs> you wait for a second, <laughs> and you don't hear anything. Oh, here, let me help. I blow the torch out. <laughs> Kill pan starts panicking a little bit. Okay, roll a perception check at disadvantage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 15. Okay. What's your AC? Mm-hmm. Well, it is 18. Okay. You feel this thick stuff. Yeah. Hit you and grab onto you. Oh, good. But you manage to, to break away doing no damage. We're going to need to roll initiative again, though. <sighs> Who could have seen this coming? Hey, Gail, how's it going? Can't wait to respond when we are done rolling initiative. Mm-hmm. 17. 20. 22. See, it fits. Now Gail is very much right on, right in the thick of it. Rook is a 15. Uh, did we roll for Firefly? Here. Uh, 11 for Firefly. Okay. Perfect. I do my best. Okay. Evanel, it's your turn. Boy, it sure is. Yeah, what do you do? Oh, jeez. Well, do I just... Do I... I can't see it, I imagine. Can I? I will let you roll a perception check with disadvantage. Okay. Five. Nope, you're not. No. Um. There's a lot of shadow. Okay. Yeah, I'm just gonna cast Blade Ward on myself. Okay. Why not? Yeah. All right. Anything else? Moving towards Gale? Staying back? Yeah, I will. I will go up there. Okay. It's not a friend. It's not a friend. It's not a friend. <laughs> you don't say, Gale. You don't say. Why'd you turn the light off? Um. Cool. So. Why did you talk to it? That. It, that's not the same thing. Uh. Isn't so... it? No. <laughs> you wanted to help it. I was trying to help it. Okay. This is not the time. I'm, it's trying to kill me. This is not the time. Hmm, strange. <laughs> Why? Okay, Gail? Gail's legitimately upset now, so I'm going to roll for his composure. After all that little... Uh, no, okay. Uh, Gail just runs. He doesn't take a disengage action. He just, like, runs to the back of the group. Okay. Uh, I rolled a natural three on my composure for him. Nice. Yeah. What's a 21 do to your AC? That, that, that definitely gets me. Okay. 100%. So that does uh, 13 bludgeoning damage. Cool. Uh, and that's the end. That's all it does. Seven seven necrotic damage. Mm-hmm. And one cold damage. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Now, as a reaction, as it kind of hits me, uh, not really as an active thing from Gale, but... A, the kind of like you see, we see like the blood and stuff kind of come off as he gets slashed and it turns into lightning and it flies into the creature as I use Wrath of, as Wrath of the Storm happened. Okay. So it's a deck save on this thing's part. First time ever in the campaign. A 19 minus 2 is 17. 17? Okay. So it will take half of this. So it will okay. take uh, 7 lightning damage as the kind of instinctual retribution comes out and hits it. Okay, seven. Okay. And then Gale will just use his action to dodge and basically cower uh, in the back of the group. Okay, with Rook? <laughs> uh, yeah, hyperventilate, like, breathing heavy. 
not having like a full on attack yet, but I will say like the lightning kind of at least illuminated. Mm-hmm. And Thaddeus, it's your turn. Mm. Now, when you said the lightning illuminated, is it dark in there? It's dark, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Evanel put out the torch, our only <sighs> source of light. <laughs> so I'm not the only person who can light the torch again. No, yeah. Only Evanel can. It's a special skill. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's That's true. your role in the party. <laughs> only dragons can make light. So, yeah. There's a, there's a tank. There's a healer. There's a torch lighter. Yeah. You have a vague idea of where it was. Um, it ba- basically, functionally, it'll mean you're, you're attacking it with disadvantage. Right. All right. No, I'm gonna go. I'll just go ahead and light the torch. I was trying to think of something else. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So you light up. You light up the torch, and you see this, like, kind of connected to the ground and wall. This thing that looks like it's shadow, but it's not. It's not being dissipated by the light. Mm-hmm. And you're because of how torchlight works. Since Gale went to the edge of it, you're about forty feet from where it is. Right. Yep. All right, Rook. All right. So with the torch, we can see it now, right? Mm-hmm. Does that mean we lose the disadvantage? Yeah. Or do we still have that? Okay. Cool. Yeah. Then uh, Rook's gonna throw that hand out and firebolt it. Okay. Ooh. I got a one. No. Yeah. So your your flame is. <sighs> And you see as it bursts into kind of a another curve in the in the tunnel down the the hallway, and it is Firefly's turn. Are we gonna just have her keep a? I feel like Moonbeam at this point would probably be what she would do. Okay, that sounds right. Yeah, it's a shadow creature. Uh, it 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 seemed. I mean, it, you know, in another system's terms, I Gale was almost bloodied by that. So you know, one hit. Okay, yeah, so you guys have seen her do it before as this, like, soft light appears basically over this shadowy creature, and it is its turn, so it will take, make a constitution saving throw. I got some d10s for you. It does not pass. So, 10 radiant damage on it. Okay. Average. Nice. Yeah, as this, as this beam kind of burns it a little bit, though it doesn't seem to dissipate very much, and it slowly starts to move almost liquidy towards I think Thaddeus is closest to it gets about 20 feet away from you but as it gets as it moves that torch goes out again dope luckily moon moonbeam does have some illumination some light yeah I think it's like within 20 feet we get dim light the moonbeam also dissipates as its turn starts (laughs) thanks for reminding me dope cool you're what? Hey, you're <laughs> Yeah, and it is back to Evanel's turn. I'm going to angle up and shoot some lightning breath at it. Okay. Yours is a deck save? Yes. Yeah, it fails that. Beans. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's a whole three lightning damage. You do see it crackling. It is Gale's turn. Oh, boy. Okay. So, first, before anything... Okay, Gil kind of calms down a little bit because he's out of the way. So can he He can kind of see where it was with the lightning breath? You've got an idea. Okay. And how how close is it to all of his friends? It's about 20 feet away from Thaddeus. Go. Uh, Gale will cast Shatter at third level at it. Okay. And I will use my channel divinity to deal maximum damage. 
Nice. <laughs> so it must it must make a con save. A fifteen. Fifteen fails because of my new magic items. So it's going to take. Let me make sure I get this right. Thirty-two. It takes thirty-two thunder damage. Okay, as this. Yeah, as I imagined, like the whole walls like shake and stuff at this point. Okay, and that is Gale's turn. I'm assuming, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Thaddeus, it's twenty feet away from you. You have a general idea of where it is. Okay, I'm going to cast Branding Smite. Okay, as your bonus, and run up to it and hit it, I'm assuming? Yes. Okay, so make that attack roll at disadvantage. 16? That hits it. Okay, 13 bludgeoning plus 6 radiant damage. And it becomes visible if it's invisible, but uh, it's just dark, so that shouldn't... Yeah. But yeah, you you get that that holy light and smash into it, and as you hit it, it almost like ripples, like it's some sort of liquid, uh, and some of it splashes on you, and you take four cold damage. Hmm. Ew. And Rook, it's your turn. Okay. So fair to say it's within thirty. Yeah. All right. Rook is gonna try some new stuff that hasn't happened yet. Ooh. Hmm. And uh. Again, kind of throwing his hand out there, there's this crackling blue energy that shoots out, and he's going to cast Witch Bolt. Oh, nice. Delightful. I know, changing it up a little bit. I like we're all progressively all becoming light people. Uh-huh. It's a disadvantage. It is a disadvantage? All right, hang on. Ha! <laughs> they were both 15, so 21. That hits. Okay. Nice. Yes. All right, that's 11. Okay. Yeah, as you have, as this energy kind of pulses out, this blue energy from your hand pulses out into it, you see this, it illuminate this form as it almost like cuts through this darkness. It ripples and this ooze that has had this form kind of like falls into this puddle unmoving. And you feel as though it has been defeated. Okay. So we're going to drop out of initiative. Yeah. Cool. Well, otherwise it would be a sustained thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you lose, like, the energy stops from your hand and as you, you sense the life leave. Okay. And you're in a pitch black tunnel. I'll light the torch. Okay. And it seems to illuminate as you continue to walk. Nothing puts it out for the next five or ten minutes, <laughs> luckily. And you come to what appears to be a large open room. The ground is rotating. There's, like, these four almost floating kind of pieces of earth floating around and Gail you're just FYI you're yeah detect magic is gone 5 to 10 minutes yeah yeah it looks like there's a drop and you don't see anything necessarily holding up these these platforms there is a kind of a doorway across the way good good how far is the total gap you said uh it looks like it's about 10 like as they kind of rotate each one that passes comes within within 10 feet of of where you are like five to ten feet from you not a terribly hard jump and they're they're about 20 feet by 20 feet so they're pretty big floating through the space okay so the entire space is something like 60 some feet at least like the whole chasm yeah the entire span yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah we just kind of keep floating around should we trust these floaty things well do we have something heavy Oh, here's an idea. You know what we do have? Rope. 
If one of you wants to tie some rope to me, I'll go jump on one. I have rope. Well, no. All right. No. Tie me up, Thaddeus. All right, hold on now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no offense meant, okay? But maybe we should, maybe we should put the smallest one on there, to to test this theory. I disagree. I think we should put the heavier person on there, <sighs> so that we know how much weight it can take. Which means technically, Thad should probably jump on, but Thad jumps on it. Wait, no, let me rope you. Um, roll a dexterity save. <laughs> Too late now. 19. Wow. Okay, as you jump for one of these moving platforms, you go straight through it. Oh, wow. And you manage to grab on to the edge of something else that's rotating that you can't see. And so you guys basically see, like, four of eight of Thad's fingers moving away from you. Kind of, hey, look, here's a weird thing. Did Thad... I'm pretty sure he said that he tied the rope to himself, right? Mm-hmm. When they were going to have Evanel jump. Oh, okay. Well, then I will grab that. <laughs> you did tie the rope to yourself? Yeah, I just never gave it to anybody. Uh, like the other end of it. <laughs> I'll grab it. <laughs> yeah, well, but Evanel gave the rope to Thad, right? No, I had the th- I had the rope. Yeah, so I, I think Thad just has a rope tied to him. Yeah. It's... I would have at least been standing right there to have maybe a chance to grab it. So Thaddeus, as you're as you're floating around, are, what, are you trying to climb back up, I'm assuming? Where's this platform moving? You're in the platform, and it's kind of rotating in the same pattern, but you're not holding on to it. You can still see it. Like, you can see that there's, like, it looks almost like if you, like, bad green screen. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> Where you have, like, part of something sticking through that's not supposed to be there. Like, that's what it looks like. I feel like, uh, and I'm, I'm willing for people to say that this isn't correct, but I feel like Firefly would be like, this is stupid, and just cast a spell magic. But, all right. I'm down for that. That's, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. If you just spell magic, am I going <laughs> to... I was going to say, can I please, please grab the... We'll find out, but but Thaddeus, why don't you make a strength save since you guys have just been talking about what you're going to do and you're just hanging there. I imagine, like, she would cast it on, on the, like, obviously now fake platform. Yeah. Strength save? Yeah. Eight. Total? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I am going to roll because there's a couple things in here going on. What are you what are you hoping to dispel? I feel like she would want to dispel the, the illusion. illusion. Okay. Yeah. So as she focuses, one, Thaddeus starts falling. Um. <laughs> uh, and two, you basically see everything reverse. What looked like it was empty space becomes this kind of still platform and these rotating spots are basically these like holes in the ground. Ah. That's rude. Thaddeus, uh, is it is it a d6 per 10 feet of falling damage? Before we continue, I have been wanting to grab the rope for several minutes. Well, he he tied it to himself and then just jumped. Yeah. So nobody had it. Well, yeah, but there's a trail. Can I, like, in the midst of falling, grab it and try and throw it towards the group? Make an athletics check? <laughs> because, sure. My thought was when he jumped, I would be able to grab it as he was jumping. Eight. I'm gonna give you a chance to also do that, Evan. Also make an athletics check to see if, like, as all of this is happening. Yeah, I think the main problem was that even us, the players, were surprised by Thaddeus jumping. Yeah, because <laughs> so... he's like, he's like, well, I do it. Yeah. Eight. Yeah. So as as Thaddeus goes and runs and jumps, 
I don't know. You're like, wait, 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 and try to grab the rope, and you can't get it. And Thaddeus, you grab on, and as you are trying to figure out what to do, your grip just loses, uh, and you fall, and you take. Wait, another fall. <laughs> there's been a lot. There's been a lot of stuff that has happened. <laughs> I know. Oh my goodness. I don't know. It's up to you, but I do have that spell. You do have to see them, I think. So can can she see Thaddeus? I I no, I don't think you can. Oh yeah, after the illusion is gone. Okay. So you take thirteen damage as you hit the ground. Mm-hmm. And the walls kind of keep moving, not super quickly, but the space that you're in just kind of keeps rotating, almost in a circular pattern. I will take out my own rope. Okay. I will go to one of the holes. I will. Send it down to say, Thaddeus, you idiot. Uh, 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 yeah, I don't feel sorry for you. Grab the freaking rope. <laughs> Fed grabs the rope. Okay. And I'm going to say for the sake of we don't need to roll for every single action you do, you guys are able to... It takes a, it takes a little time because the, the ground is moving and you're having to make sure you don't fall down and Thaddeus is yeah. a big guy, but you do get him. You do get him back up and you have this... You get a sense. It's not actually a super hard pattern to follow. Mm-hmm. It was just that it was flipped, mm-hmm. and you couldn't couldn't really see what was going on. So, yeah, continue on through. Or sad, sad. If you do that again, I swear. Yeah, that was that was poor judgment. To the sun butterfly. <laughs> the good news is that pain in my back's gone. Oh, good, good, good. It's been replaced by pain everywhere. Yeah, I must have landed the right way. Yeah. yeah. Pro- I'm- Super happy for you. <laughs> Nothing like jump falling thirty feet for a good chiropractor appointment. Oh yeah. All right, we continuing on. There's no sense in going back. All right, uh, so you kind of navigate through these moving holes in the ground, uh, and you come to another room that has eight statues, as well as some other almost like religious iconography. There's a kind of in the center. There is a um, goat. The thing that they put the books on. Sure. A little altar. Yeah. A dais. Like, not quite an altar, but yeah. Yeah. The holy music stand. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. There's a holy music stand. And these eight statues are kind of all doing different, like, hand gestures. You see, why don't y'all give me a perception check? 22. Net 20. 21. 15. Okay. And uh, 17 for a firefly. Okay. So, Ted must have hit his head when he fell, and you can see everything. <laughs> <laughs> everything is illuminated. <laughs> He's he, he knocked all the, like, years of alcohol out of his system. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so these, these figures, they look elven in nature, though they're very, very old. Some of this actually is even, Thaddeus, reminding you of some of the structures that you saw underneath Feldhaven. You notice in these hands, the two furthest away from you, both have their hands open, and in each hand there appears to be some sort of key. You also notice that one that's making an interesting signal, almost like they would be casting spells of some sort, has a silver bracelet with these really intricate geometric designs on it. There's one that in the in the middle of their palm, it appears like there's like a there's a really well crafted, fairly large ruby in it. And there is also on that holy music stand the music stand the holy yeah. music stand yeah there is some sort of like ancient tome on there further back beyond 
those last two that have those keys, there is a double door carved into the stone that appears closed. Hmm. Gail, who has been dead silent and staying in the back at this point, is going to cast Find Traps again. Okay. As you cast that, there are no traps that appear to you. Oh, good. Cool. Hey, so you said these items, do they appear like, I guess the best way to put it would be built into the structures, or do they appear like... Placed on. Okay. So like the bracelet and that sort of thing Mm -hmm. look as though they could probably be removed with some effort. Yeah. Uh, Gail will mumble just like mumble to whoever's standing next to him probably Firefly or Rook there, there's there's actually no traps here well oh good that's Firefly says that's handy and I guess they won't mind if I take this and Rook is gonna walk up to the bracelet okay can I cast cure wounds on myself right quick oh absolutely <laughs> you okay. can absolutely cast cure wounds on yourself no you die <laughs> All right, I'm healing myself for eight damage. Nice. Yeah, so, Rook, as you go up to this this bracelet, and at, you look, it's a little bit tarnished. There's a nice layer of dust on it, but you're actually able to find on the underside of the wrist a little clasp, and you just pop it off. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Can I make out what's written on the tome? Uh, what languages do you know? Abyssal, Celestial, and Common. Uh, you don't recognize the language... Does Firefly recognize the language? I say, can we all take a look at it? Probably. Yeah. What languages is it? Common, Elvish, Sylvan, Dwarvish, Druidic for Firefly. Okay. Yeah, so Firefly kind of looks at it and says, um, oh, this is weird. It looks like Sylvan, but none of the words make sense. What do they say? Like, like the, 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 the letters don't fit together to make words oh that way hmm yeah like for for reference it would be like someone who's fluent in english reading another language that uses our alphabet but canadian yeah so like it looks like it should work because it's, yeah, canadian. <laughs> it's not great now we have to apologize to canadians too. <laughs> I, I hate that you did that to me and i was not paying close enough attention to catch that and touche <laughs> Um, like it would be like reading Portuguese right. or something where there's most of the characters are very similar though there are a few odds and ends and I should preface this the way I've always pictured languages in, in D&D is like each one has its own set of characters mm-hmm. just for reference for how this world works mm-hmm. so yeah she's like yeah that this looks like it should be Sylvan but it, the, it doesn't make sense the words don't fit fit together I don't I don't know can I kind of look out at all the stuff and see if I can find some sort of pattern? Sure. Why don't you make... If there's a puzzle to solve. Why don't you make a religion check? Uh, no. Why don't you just make a generic perception check? Okay. Your choice. Your choice. Yeah, my religion is actually higher than my perception. Cool. Strong nine. Okay, you can't really piece together stuff. I'm going to give you one little, little thing. As you all, You're all, like, flipping through this tome, right? Not just looking at the cover? Probably. Yeah. It looks structured like a prayer book. Is anyone else good at, like, religion? Don't look at me. (laughs) Just because you hate it doesn't mean you're not good at it, Thad. (laughs) You had to have been good at some point. Exactly. I can't read the book. 
Oh yeah. Good call. You do you do notice that doorway in the back as well? You do notice a keyhole. Like I'll give I'll give you that just in case we miss that. Hey, there are keys on those other statues. Let's get them. Hey, while they do that, uh, Rook's gonna put on that bracelet. Does it look nice? It looks really nice. Yeah. Okay. What kind of you said? Bunch of geometric. Yeah, like like I I I like a lot of like diamonds in 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 and of themselves, making this really really kind of interesting pattern throughout it. Silver bracelet. Yeah. There was just to, to refresh everyone's. There was the silver bracelet. There was the rubies. There was the two keys. There was the tome. You had the mandate to bring stuff back. Oh yeah, shoot! We should grab stuff. Oh, I gotta give this up. I forgot. <laughs> that's why you're. That's why you're here. I forgot why we were here. Okay. <laughs> I got all distracted by the missing people. So yeah, yeah. I guess I'll get out my bag and start collecting things. Shoveling this stuff in. Maybe make a quick sketch or two of what we've seen before we move it. Okay. Why don't you tell me the order in, in which you are procuring these items? Well, we've already got the bracelet. And then I assume we would get the book first. Yeah. And I probably want... I personally would work clockwise, but if everyone else just goes out to get stuff, then they get whatever they get. Hey, I got the bracelet before we determined we were doing this. Well, I'll say the ruby pops out of the hand. Just you gotta wedge something behind it and then pop it out, but it comes out as you go to the keys and you grab it. Uh, what's your AC? Oh, good. So that's not a trap. Mm-mm. Okay. Who's getting the key? Is this me? <laughs> that's fine. My AC is bad. It is do 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 twelve. Okay. As you put your hand in the key and you lift the key off, the hand closes on you. Oh! And you take... They, they like, almost have, like, claws as they just dig into your hand. Ugh. And you take... You take nine slashing damage, and I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Yeah. As you all watch it close its hand, the whole thing, like, shudders to life. Hmm. Good. I got a 13. Okay. So you feel this like hardness in your skin coming from the hands and you manage to just like will it off um, and you pull your hand away with the key and we're going to need to roll initiative again oh, sounds about right 22 jeez Thad I have a zero chill high initiative bonus <laughs> Thad you rushes in alright 16 for Rook 9 for the Owl and 15 for Firefly okay Thad, it's your turn. I'm going to smack the stone, dude. Yeah, do it. 24? Yeah, so you run up and you, you swing your big maul at it and it hits. What's the damage? 11. Bludgeoning. Okay. Yeah, you hit it and you see you see these cracks form as it, as it kind of recoils away like a living creature, but it's moving slowly. All right, I'm going to hit it again. Yeah. 17? That also hits. 8 damage. You smash through it in the same spot this a second time, and it just, like, crumbles. And you hear it just kind of fade out of it. And that's it for initiative. We did it. Good job! <laughs> Woohoo! Go, team. You smushed the thing. Well, we're not going to do that. <laughs> Firefly just kind of stands back, says whatever. Rook, there's one more object that you can procure in this room. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Ha! <laughs> 
that's the way the really unfortunate person crumbles. <laughs> okay. Shouldn't have been all crappy like that. So, you originally said there were two keys, right? Mm-hmm. Are both of those picked up now? And the only thing left is the tome? No, I have one. There's a key left. Okay, it's just the key. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to mage hand it. Okay. Yeah, so you summon that mage hand. Mm-hmm. Pick the key up. Yep. And as it happens... Does the mage have, hand have an AC? Mm. Pretty sure it's just is incorporeal pretty much okay if it's incorporeal yeah we'll say it does yeah you see the the hand try to do the same thing and grab at this whatever's moving the key away Mm -hmm. but it misses and as it misses it freezes in its spot Hmm. okay weird Mm -hmm. all right so you guys have sorry do these keys look like they would go in the door they, they do happen to look like they were placed there intentionally by a DM to go and open the next room. Weird. <laughs> nice. So what does it mean? <laughs> I think it's in the book. Yeah. You do notice there are two keyholes. Hmm. All right. And so as you open them, you like, and you're able to like pull these big, heavy, heavy doors. And this has about 20 stairs that go down that opens up into... About an 80 foot by 80 foot room, if I remember right. And I forgot to tell you guys to do this, but you're going to have to go into roll 20. No, double dang. It's too late in the episode for that. (laughs) You know what? Screw it. No, we don't need to. We don't need to do this. Yeah, no, we don't need to do that. It slows everything down. In the center, there's there's an altar. And on that altar, floating, this is actually illuminated. So you all can actually see this. This whatever this is, is actually like pulsing off this dim light in this whole area. It's still pretty dark, so it's, it's it's dim light, so it's still dark. But it's a prism that each side is about a half foot long, so six inches more or less um, of this prism. Appears to be clear, except and so, somehow like kind of the, the edges are glowing this white, white light. And in the middle, there is like this shadow that seems to be moving and alive inside of it. That's what you see. There are four large pillars that essentially go to the, all the way to the roof, and the rest of it is kind of flat and open. Okay. Rook is going to go try and mage swipe this. Careful. I feel like that might be some type of vessel for storing something ominous. He's just going to hold it, not break it. Hopefully. Yeah, we won't know till we grab it, right? Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm going to send the mage hand. Welcome to Not Quite Heroes podcast where we brute <laughs> force every puzzle our DM throws at us. <laughs> so you're walking down the stairs. Uh, how close do I need to be? Uh, I don't remember how far. I have 30 feet. You'll have to go down the stairs a little bit of the ways. It's it's in the middle of basically an 80 foot long room. Uh huh. But the stair, stairs lead up to you. So if you're doing math, that's 40 feet from from the bottom of the stairs essentially. So yeah, you need to get to the bottom. Okay. Yeah, just wherever I feel like isn't close enough. As you get closer too, you notice that there is like a, a a being has like some commoner's clothes on at the far end of the room, just huddled huddled down, not making any noise. Uh, you can't really really see its face, crouched on the ground basically, essentially. Uh, and as you move the mage hand towards it, the mage hand touches this object, and you feel this burst of energy shoot out in every direction nothing you need to make a save for it's not going to do damage you feel your mage hand is gone though 
Oh. Whatever, whatever happened, your mage hand is gone. And this thing stands up. And you see, as you actually get a, a better look at it, you see what looks like a carpenter's apron. And you also see, as it stretches out its arms, its arms look like blades. And it screeches at you. And then another set of arms reaches out. And then a third set of arms reaches out. And it screeches, runs basically, and stands in front of this object. Uh, guys? Moonbeam. Moon Moonbeam moon it. Maybe. Hopefully. That would help. Okay. If that's what we're going to do, we're going to roll initiative. I mean, that, do that does sound like a firefly reaction to this guy being an actual tyranid. <laughs> <laughs> Are we moonbeaming it? It sounds like we are, but we're gonna. If that's what we're gonna do, it's not surprised. No, I mean, I don't think so at all. I would like to at least try to subdue it. Okay, Rook. Is this after the moonbeam? Are you are you giving us the moonbeam? No. Ugh. All right. Well, then I'm gonna. It's watch. It's watching you for any action. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sounds about right. All right. So Rook would still looking at this. Uh... Kentaro Baraka combination, <laughs> and like, guys, do we really need this one? This looks kind of important, right? But a kid, though, we need, we need. He's wearing the apron, and we should try to help him, probably. Oh, okay, but like, he's got blade arms. How? <laughs> what do you want to do to help? What I'm hoping is that the moonbeam will make him stop having blade arms. Uh... But if it doesn't, my thought is just knock him out and then take him back to the village and see what happens. I will say we are an initiative. If we're going to keep having a conversation, it's going to start moving towards you. Right, right. Um, six seconds, six seconds. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to cast Mage Hand again. Okay. Try and grab the, the prism. Okay. As you touch it, <sighs> you all feel that same energy pulse out again. Yeah, I didn't think it happened twice. Me neither, honestly. And this and this creature just Aah! yells at you and starts starts moving towards you. Anything else, Rook? Um, let's see, that was an action. What kind of... He, uh, so you said there's some pillars around? Mm-hmm. So can I use my movement and then bonus action hide? Yeah, from where you are, there are two... There's two pillars like in your immediate vicinity that you can reach to. They're basically two by two, evenly spaced out in this room. Okay. Specifically around the centerpiece. Yep. So you can run to the right or the left and then make a stealth. Okay, I'm going to the left. And stealth is a natural 20 plus 10. And Rook disappears. <laughs> Bye, Rook. <laughs> oh, Rook goes into the Shadow Realm again, man. Oh, <laughs> Not dear. again. I like it here, Neil. <laughs> this is my home now. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, so Thaddeus, you are up. You're give or take forty feet from the baddie. The baddie arm monster guy. We need to get Thad a crossbow or something. He probably just wants a hug. He wants three hugs, actually. Mm -hmm. From your description. At the same time. I am going to cast Hunter's Mark on it. Oh nice. What? Mm-hmm. So you do that, you move closer to it, do you what do you do? I'm going to ask it what it wants. Okay. Why not? I approve. <laughs> As I I wasn't expecting you to actually talk to something with six blade arms. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get it. Um, this guy seems like he's willing. Right? It, it kind of cocks its head at you a little bit. 
and it just says, leave. That's it. Well, I didn't understand that. Did you guys? <laughs> he said leave. Oh. I'm not leaving. Moving or anything? I'm done. Okay. It runs straight at you, Thaddeus. <laughs> and? It's going to give you the biggest hug. It does give you a big, big warm embrace. Warm and wet for all the blood. He loves you so much. Uh, 19? Yeah. Okay. This is where the fun begins. Oh, <laughs> uh, it does 26 piercing damage. How much? 26. Yike. All right. Thaddeus is hurt. You don't say. Are you conscious? Barely. I am conscious. Uh, you are embraced. You're grappled by it. We did want hugs. <laughs> See? Uh, and you, as it grapples you, you feel the like the physical pain of its of these arms like kind of wrapping around into you. Uh huh. But you're also filled with like a sense of terror and fear, starting to creep into your mind. And it is Gail's turn. All right. This is listen. This is not going to be all right. Gail is first off going to basically like hype himself up with guidance. Like he's going to cast guidance on himself. I'm like. <sighs> And he is going to, like, slowly approach it, like, not holding up any weapons, and say, Jaren, this isn't you. What? Please. We don't need to. It, it's gonna be... We we can go home. Doesn't have to be this way. Roll a persuasion with disadvantage. Yeah, cool. I don't need the disadvantage, but thanks. <laughs> okay, okay. So... We got nine plus four, 13. So. Oh my God. I rolled a natural one. <gasps> yes! My boy! My good friend boy! Uh, on its insight against your persuasion. And I'm going to say, given what it is, when you say Jaren, it looks up at you mm -hmm. and it releases, it releases that just enough that, that you are able to break out. Okay. So it's still looking at you with a lot of concern. Yeah. It's like holding my arms out, just like... It says, Help! Yeah, it's okay. We're here. As it says that, it snaps back and just goes, ah! And yells, yells at you again. Cool. Well, I mean, that's that's probably me. <laughs> I will say, I, I probably am 30 feet closer to it, just as a note. Okay. He, he was like slowly approaching just like huh? just like okay doing the whole little like wild animal approach yeah you, if you have a bonus action or anything oh you did guidance on it I yeah i did guidance on myself so firefly is technically up next yes okay i think we should discuss this as a group <laughs> i mean i gail and robbie doesn't want to say this but like i'm pretty sure we I feel like Firefly. I feel like might. I have a really hard time seeing Firefly not being in the like. Now nah, that's evil. Yeah. No. no yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty it, sure she tried to kill it. It's definitely evil, though. For sure. Yeah. Because that's so. I mean. Well, so she could upcast Moonbeam, or she could conjure some animals. I mean, she she still has a second level spell slot. Oh, she does. If you didn't give us the first one, yeah. Yeah, because she did. He hadn't cast it yet. Hmm. Well, so I would say she was kind of preparing that moonbeam. We should probably go with that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, in the sequence of things happening really fast. Plus, like, it's Firefly. Like, it's on brand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Firefly moonbeams. Yeah. 
So yeah, so Gail Gail says that, and as it lets go and then yells, she says, "Nope." <laughs> and it makes some sort of save that I don't remember what kind it is. Constitution. Thank you. Uh, Fourteen, which will fail. So, uh, oof, the seven only. Seven total. Mm-hmm. Oh, that won't happen till its turn though. Right. Yes. So that doesn't matter. And as all this happens, oh no, Evanel will have to go before this. Go ahead, Evanel. Okay. <laughs> Does the moonbeam affect its uh, visage in any way? It doesn't appear to. Sad times around town. Okay. <laughs> um, I am going to actually try. Seeing that Gale was sort of like had him for a second, I'm going to try a similar tactic. Mm-hmm. Just be like, listen, no, okay, she's scared, but if if you can calm down and we can help you, she'll probably stop hurting you and we can take you home. Go ahead and roll another persuasion. With I will say with the effect that Gale did, I you won't have disadvantage on this one. Thanks. Yay, someone who actually has a positive number for persuasion. 25. I have a negative one to persuasion. I have a plus 10. And as you do that, it like it like grabs its head, but it doesn't have hands. Oh, honey. Oh, no. <laughs> Stabs itself. Have you seen blood start running down the side of its head? No, 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 no. And it just starts, it starts screaming. <laughs> and it is Rook's turn. I'm inspiring Rook. I'm like, Rook, please help him, please. Oh, yeah, well, I can help him stop screaming, but you're not going to like it. Aww. Instead, Rook is going to uh, peek out from oh, behind that. excuse me. Before that happened, yeah. at the end of Evanel's turn, the prism burst out again, and it pulls its, it pulls its blades off of its hands and looks at you again. Uh, and as that happens, right behind it, and in between all all these four pillars, those four pillars just <laughs> fall into the ground and four new pillars just <laughs> up and on those pillars, those little mouth creatures, there's one of each where each of those pillars were. Oh, for Pete's sake. Mm. Well, that'll make this interesting. Mm. Really wants this prism. <laughs> and the mage hand's not working, so he's going to attempt to just run up and grab it. Okay. Because you are hiding behind the pillar, you're going to take an opportunity attack from one of the little mouth creatures. Yeah. That is a 19. Yeah, that'll hit. That's really bad math. That's a 21, but that doesn't really matter. It'll still hit. How dare you? Uh, It does three piercing damage, and as you feel it latch on, you also feel another 10 points of necrotic damage as something eats away your skin as it's latched on. And as you move, it does not let go. But it doesn't slow you down either. Okay. <laughs> so you get to that that thing. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. It's about time Rook died. Oh, for Pete's sake. <laughs> okay, so that's just a twelve. I don't have any bonus for wisdom. Okay. Does my inspiration work on saving? Th- oh, does it work on it? Uh, I think so. And you have a six inspiration. Yeah. Okay, it's a thirteen. Perfect. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, you're taking half damage, but. Uh, and you take 10 more points of necrotic damage as you grab onto this uh-huh. and pull it off. You also hear in your mind a voice that says, Let me in. Oh, don't do that. And as you feel something kind of through through your hand, 
up into your arm, into your mind, you're able to shrug it off, like push it off and push it back. As you actually watch the shadow go from the corner that's closest to your hand, it looks like it's going in, and then it goes back into this thing. Mm. Also, as you pull it off this pedestal, another <sighs> bursts out, mm-hmm. and this time with that, with this prism gone, this creature like almost screeches out, and it looks like whatever bursts out like starts eating away at it as it just starts screaming and kind of writhing and it just starts flailing around mm-hmm. and Thaddeus it is your turn am I still like crumpled you're not grappled by it alright but am I near it yes you are okay alright I'm going to lay on hands Bill. yeah yeah <laughs> and completely drain that pool 25 back nice yeah do that as my action and then as my bonus action, I'm going to use my last second spell slot to do Branding Smite on it. You won't be able to make an attack this turn with Branding Smite, though. Okay. That'll work. Yeah. It'll, it'll be up if you have to. And it's the lost turn. And Gale and Thaddeus are next to it as it's just flailing. And so it's going to have one attack on each of you. Good, good. Uh, so against Gale, that is a 22. Mm-hmm. Against Thaddeus, that's an 8. No. So, Gale, you take 12 piercing damage. As, as Just as it's flaying, just these arms stick into you twice. Yeah. And it just keeps yeah. screaming. And once again, the Wrath of the Storm triggers, uh, which actually Gale seems a little upset about. Mm-hmm. Like, as it as it comes out, it's like, wait, no. But, yeah. So, deck save on its part. Uh, I'm going to, because of what its situation, it's going to make the deck save at disadvantage. Sounds good. Uh, it's 11. Uh, yeah, it's 12 lightning damage. Okay. And it screeches again. And then, uh, Rook, the two creatures that were on those pillars furthest furthest away in the room, uh, they both run towards you, and both will make an attack. The first one is bad. Is 10 to hit? No. The second one is better. Uh, 18 to hit. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and that one's still hanging on to you. So you take seven piercing damage, eight necrotic damage. The eight necrotic damage is from both of the ones that are latched onto you. Uh, so now you have these two creatures on both legs and this other one trying to bite at you. Okay, so I take 15 total? Yes. Okay. And then the last one is going to run up towards you, Gale. Great. And it's a 11. No. As it bites. And Gale, it's your turn. Oh boy. Okay. He had an idea, but now it seems really moot. Oh, I'm just, I need to just roll for his composure. Yeah, he's okay. How far away is Rook in his whole situation? You actually can't see him anymore because of how the pillars came up. So they were like four by four. Sure, sure. Uh, those pillars dropped, and then the four pillars came up. Mm-hmm. Did I explain that correctly? Sure. Did I forget the pillars coming up? You, no, you, you, told, no, you yeah. just said okay. it. Yeah, so they're like basically... So they went from like a four by four to like a to like a plus sign, essentially. Understood. Understood. Knowing where he was, how far away is he from me? You'd have to go around the pillar a little bit, but he'd be about fifteen feet from you. Wonderful. Could I basically, without leaving the uh, two friends next to me's reach, go around them to like to the back of them and see Rook? Just like even just peek around? No, you're. They're like so. The, each of these pillars, they're big. Yeah, no, okay. Understand. No, yeah, 100%. You can't quite quite, quite see him from there. Okay. You would probably hear him screaming. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Oh, boy. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, no, that probably actually is what he would do. I'm just gonna thunder wave the two guys right next to me because he's very hurt. Okay. And yeah, so they both need to make con saves. Okay. How many channel divinities do you have left? Oh, I only have one per day right now. Okay. Sorry, you said what kind of saves? Con. Okay. The big guy, this kind of fits. The big thing that's just like flailing and having a hard time roll the natural one. The other one rolled a 15. Uh, they both fail. So they both take eight thunder damage and are pushed 10 feet away from me. Okay. The one that ran up to the side of you kind of gets pushed to the side. The artist formerly known as Jaren uh, just gets pushed, pushed basically into the wall and stops about, it's only about five feet. Yeah. And Gail will yell like, I, I think I know a thing, but I need time. We need to like get out and just, ah, ah, and just, uh, yeah, he, he'll stay where he is, but is, yeah. I, well, how far away is the door to like the, the stone people room? The previous room? Uh, it's up about 20 stairs, essentially from the base. You're, you're at the base of the stairs, 20 stairs, so at 25 feet. I guess Gay will be optimistic and run so that he's in that room. Okay, so you get to the to that that room. Everyone, get in here. We need to barricade ourselves, and I need just some time. Firefly will, I think, move the moonbeam back onto that creature. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Be like, okay, Gale, and walk up mm -hmm. past you. Uh, this is how this is how Rook gets killed. Oh yeah, no, Rook is gonna crawl wherever he needs to go. Evan out. Yeah. You don't do hear Rook, like, screaming. Yeah. No, yeah, totally. I'm going to run. I'll, I'll say, I'll be there in a minute. And um, go run towards Rook's screams. Okay. Yeah, you get there and, and you see these two, those two creatures, like, attached to his legs and another one trying to snap at him. And he's just, like, holding this, this object and, like... Basically on the ground, trying to trying to avoid the bites, kick them off, do whatever he can. Uh, can I stab one? Yeah, absolutely, okay. you can stab one. I'm a stab. Uh, fourteen to hit. That misses uh. as it's as it's quick. You you stab stab through it, and it just you just can't quite get it. That makes me so mad. Rage mad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I do this to myself? <laughs> She's having a bad day, y'all. Yep. So you had a bad day. Touched an evil prism. Yeah, so Evan L stabs in and misses, and I assume starts screaming. She screams the bad and naughty words. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the cuss words. That would never get said on this podcast. No, never. Nope. Nope. The creature that you pushed back, the little one, Gale, mm -hmm. just starts running up at you. Yeah, sounds about right. And with its 40 feet of movement, it can get to you. Yeah, well, of course. Uh, with its 10 attack, it probably can't bite you, though. No. As it just, like, it lunges and bites into a stair. And it's just, ha! That, that's not food. <laughs> the one you stab at, Evanel, releases from Rook and attempts to bite you with a 14. Yeah, that gets me. Okay. I like things that do the damage. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, half damage, half damage. Mm -hmm. That does nine slashing damage and nine necrotic damage. Okay, so we take the full necrotic, but only half of the slashing. Or excuse me, pierce, piercing, but it... Piercing. Yeah. Okay, so four... Four and nine. So 13. The one that's latched onto you 
does eight more necrotic damage. You just feel that going into your body, Rook. Oh, well, then I need to do some things. Hang on, because I've got a thing. Uh, uh-huh. Whoa. Yeah. So, you said eight? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, eight and five is what? Thirteen? Thirteen. Mm-hmm. Okay, so charisma save. Uh, that's an eighteen plus three. Nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, right? Mm-hmm. Twenty-one. Okay. So, I'm gonna u- I'm gonna end up using strength of the grave. Okay. Which is the shadow magic sorceress origin. Mm-hmm. Hot. Okay. So you're at one HP. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. And the second one, or the last one, attempts to bite you. Uh, with a natural one. Yes! (laughs) As it expected to take a nice easy bite, it jumps over you and stumbles and falls down. And Rook, it's your turn. Okay. (laughs) Run. There, well, there's one still attached to me, right? And that one that's still attached to me hurt me pretty good just now, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm gonna try and mush this prism into that one. Okay. <laughs> Bold move, Cotton. Great. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's on me. I have the prism. Yeah. No. No. Listen, it all checks out to me. If it helps, I have Tavern Brawler. That's. Uh, I can use. You know. No. Well, first, it's making a save. Okay. As you push it into it, and as you do, you see that shadow start to go from the prism into into the creature, uh-huh. um, and it just screeches out and like. Like, this shadow, like, bursts out of it, and it goes right back into the prism. Sorry. Imagine have the image that there's, like, a super powerful evil being, and we just put it as a little, like, <laughs> of a dog. So it didn't work, right? Oh, no, it's dead. It, like, oh, exploded. It killed like, it. The, okay. That creature, like, basically exploded. Not a good enough vessel. So it killed the thing, mm-hmm. and then it came back to the prism? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Now I'm going to use my bonus to disengage. Yeah, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. And then get as far as I can towards Gale. Okay. You can basically, as you get around the pillar, you see that thing just still slashing and screaming. And Thaddeus, it's your turn. No. <sighs> <laughs> it worked. Are there any more of those uh, mouth beasts around? Yeah. Yeah, there's one just about 10 feet to the right of you. All right, I'm going to hit it with my hammer. All right, so you walk over to it and hit it. Yep. Dirty 20. That's going to that's gonna smoosh it because it does not have very much health. Okay. You don't need to roll damage. Yeah, so you just walk over to it and just like, like croquet it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it smashes into a wall. Yeah. Touchdown. Yeah. Now, can I tell that Rook is hurt? Oh, yeah. 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 I think you can tell a lot. Probably very obvious. How far away <laughs> is he? He's now... Tennis feet next to you. All right, can I make up, make it up to him? Yeah. All right, then I'll expend a spell slot and do cure wounds. That's an action, though. You did your action. Did yeah, you your action was hitting. All right, then next person then. Okay. It's the crazy slashy creature. Let's just call him the hugger, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> His sweet, sweet hug boy. And as he's screaming, Brooke, as you get near him, mm-hmm. it catches a glimpse of that prism, and it's going to take an attack at both of you again. Who's both of you? Thaddeus and Rook. So the first one on Thaddeus is a 16. No. And then on Rook, 
Is a 16. Oh, 16's gonna hit. <laughs> okay, okay. You could be fine. I'm... No. <laughs> I have one. Yeah. It probably won't kill you, though. And it does 10 piercing damage. Is one of these as it just keeps flaying, just goes right into your lung area. And Rook drops to the floor unconscious. Was that prism in your hand? Yeah. Okay. And that clatters to the floor. Okay. Well... Some things happen when this when this happens. Oh, they do. I don't like that. And you and you'll find out next time on the not quite here. No, we find out right now. No, I want to know <laughs> what happens. Runk. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. So this thing's flailing around, and the the one of its blades just goes right in right above Rook's lungs, and you hear. <laughs> And you watch his form start to fade as he slips off the end of the blade and falls. And Rook, what do you look like? In the place of what you would consider Rook, you see now a slender, pale figure with, as best you can tell, colorless eyes and a silver-white hair that slumps to the floor. As he slumps to the floor, we're going to see what the group does next time on the Not Quite Heroes podcast. Oh my god. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> oh man. I think I know what I'm going to do, and I'm very excited. I'm really curious as to see what you're going to do. Oh boy, it's a bad move. I'm oh. very excited. <laughs> no, I know. Listen, I gotta. This is Steven, your friendly internet DM. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you've enjoyed the story so far, we would be very grateful if you would take the time to give us a five-star rating and leave us a review on iTunes or however you listen to Not Quite Heroes. Did you know we started a Patreon? If you'd like to support us and help us bring more D&D content to the internet, we would love your support. Have ideas for what kind of exclusive content you'd like to see? Tweet at us at nqhpodcast or email us at notquiteheroespodcast at gmail.com with your ideas. We're now affiliated with Dice Envy, a dice company based in Los Angeles, California. They offer high-end dice at affordable prices, with metal dice priced 25% less than their competitors. My favorite set is their 7-piece rainbow dice, which I regularly use on the podcast. You can check out their wares on bit.ly slash notquitedice, or by clicking the link on our Twitter page. Theme music, the song Not Quite Heroes, by Dave Cole of the Four Orbs podcast. Sound effects and music in this episode were found at tabletopaudio.com, Sirenscape, check them out at www.sirenscape.com, and zapsplat.com. So I always, on when we do these recordings, I always have like a nice recap of the first time, and then yeah. the second one I'm like, oh, let's try to make this sound nice, but I'm BSing this. Yeah. All right, so. Um. Um. Oh, Jesus. Christ, superstar. Beans. Fat. <laughs> Language. Sorry.
Eight. You should just it's the it's, outro. It's, it's Amy's new um. <laughs> just breathe. And that's holy. Sh- I mean, shoot, holy shoot. Ah. Ha ha! Not just me. <laughs> and thus uh, the DM falls. All right. Well. Bye, Craig. <laughs>